Hello and welcome to The Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host. She'll be spontaneous when she has time. Lindsay Nelson joins me. <laughs> okay, that one felt a little too pointed, Andrew. I don't know. <laughs> there were about a hundred lines I could have used from this movie, I feel like. Yes, this one had a lot, for sure. Yeah. I, so a little how the sausage is made this is our second night in a row recording this this podcast which is uh, in the words of uh, bill s preston most unprecedented uh <laughs> last night i had the exact opposite problem with unlawful entry where i there were so many completely inappropriate lines in that film where i was like <laughs> i can't use any of this shit Luckily, I did find one that was just mostly nonsense, but also kind of fun. So, yeah. opposite problem, opposite problem. Lindsay, uh, it's been a minute since we chatted. I obviously mm -hmm. went through this with, with Whitney. How have you been? Uh, good. You know, I had kind of a good, crazy, but crazy October, and then have been quarantined because i don't have covid but somebody in my house has covid so oh. for the last two weeks it's been boring lockdown of nothing but work in my room so <laughs> it went from very busy in october to very boring in the beginning of november yeah yeah i'm having the opposite problem this is like this time of year for me is banana sandwich i can't really explain why well i, I actually can't explain why it's because everybody my my line of work and working alongside like marketing people mostly is like they have to spend all of their money by the end of the year or they they get l mm. less of it the following year mm -hmm. sometimes they overspend as well which is great mm -hmm. for me <laughs> but like yeah um oh. like, we need to use this money can we give it to you it'd be like uh sure if it's gonna help you out man I'll, yeah I'll look it. you just tell me your budget and we'll make it happen <laughs> it's one of those situations <laughs> yeah i guess i could do it for double what i would have charged you anyway that's fine that's absolutely fine well i'm glad you're staying safe uh you you had covid also right so i've joined the club of, yes of, yeah so yes. but i'm i'm i feel recovered now i feel back back in, in uh where i should be uh, which is Good. great, which is great. Yeah. Let's kick this thing off. I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, before we do, let's do a little uh, contact info and housekeeping, and then we're going to get right into this thing. It might be okay. a short episode. I don't know. I don't know what you have to say about it, which is very, <laughs> very exciting for me. But here we go. <laughs> As always, I want to mention you can find this and all of our other podcasts at 12and24.com, along with a, uh, I'll upgrade it this time to a kick-ass merch store. You can get shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all sorts of stuff, Keanu Reeves, Kurt Russell, whatever your, uh, whatever your heart desires, we, you know, you can get it there. The uh, shirts are very cozy. Yeah. I told, I said, I told Whitney 
on our last episode, I'll I'll reiterate it here that I need to send out some care packages to everybody who's helped me out with the podcast over the past year. You, Eric, Whitney will re. She said she's worn out her shirt, her one of her Keanu shirts. <laughs> yes. It's like it's all. It's same thing happened her to Keanu mine. Keanu John shirt is now illegible. It's just yeah, it's just like abstract. little flakes kind, but it's still a comfy shirt. Mine <laughs> has the same exact problem. So we'll we'll re up the shirt uh, game for everybody. It'll be great. Uh, you can email us, KurtLockerPod at gmail.com, hit us up on Twitter at KurtLockerPod, or join us on Discord and chat in real time, 1224.com slash Discord. In the wake of uh, Twitter collapsing into itself like a neutron <laughs> star, maybe come hang out on Discord, which is a great curated little community of ours. We don't put up with any toxicity yeah. or bullshit. It's great. It's great. Nobody tries to sell you crypto. <laughs> Nobody's a Nazi. That is it's a... It's great. I mean... You've said you've said two things that are that are an insta ban, obviously, right? <laughs> uh-huh. But you know, I, the crypto thing, you know, I, I I just can't abide that. You know, I also can't yep. abide Nazis. But oh my gosh, that's we're bombarded on all sides on Twitter by this all the time. Can't tell you how many random DMs I get from these clowns. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Finally. If you want to support us with just a moment of your time, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google has ratings now, we're on Amazon, we have ratings on Amazon now as well, wherever you find us, just go leave, hit, hit five stars, bounce, it'd be great, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be swell of you, let's put it that way. All right, Lindsay, if you don't mind, I'll take the synopsis and then maybe you could fill in for the critical and all that good stuff. Sounds good. All right. Today, we are talking about the film Captain Ron. The plot (laughs) synopsis from IMDb is, a Chicagoan inherits an old yacht. He, his wife and daughter, uh, his wife, daughter, and son fly to a Caribbean island and hire a dubious, oh, hire the dubious Captain Ron to sail them on an adventure to Miami. (laughs) I love this already. (laughs) The movie has a story by John Dwyer with a screenplay and direction by Tom Eberhard. Listeners to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, if you're particularly keen, you know that Tom also uh, directed and I think wrote The Night Before, which was a fine little romp, I I would say. Very early Keanu. It was a great little romp. It was the one with Lori Loughlin. Actually, one of two with Lori Loughlin in it. So, uh... The, the guy certainly has a brand of, of comedy that he likes, and it's, mm. it's this. <laughs> Co-starring alongside Kurt are Martin Short, Mary Kay Place, Benjamin Salisbury, and Meadow Sisto. Lindsay, tell me what the critics and audiences thought of Captain Ron. Well, um, the audiences are a little bit more generous to this movie than the critics are. The critics uh, have it at 26%. What? But audiences have it at 52%. So Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. So something worth noting, on Amazon, this movie has an average of five full stars with over nine thousand reviews. I cannot believe that many people have reviewed this movie. I feel like Maybe people need a little bit more in their lives, but I don't. I we're reviewing this movie, so I can't judge them. It's true. It's true. I encourage you, not I mean, not you specifically, the royal you listening, right? If you if you feel so inclined, if you want a little joy in your life, 
go to Amazon and read some of the reviews for Captain Ron. They are <laughs> incredible. Not I'm not being facetious either. It's like so much joy is found in the reviews of Captain Ron. That's all I'll say. All right. Well, I might have to take a gander at, at some more of those reviews. But we've got a review that is not very joyful. That's Rita Kempley of the Washington Post. Uh, and Rita says, if we lived in a just universe, Captain Ron, a farce filmed in and around the Devil's Triangle, would simply have vanished into another dimension. <gasps> Ouch, Rita. Rita! I, mean, I, I respect it, but oof. <laughs> like. Wow. Okay. And then for like the other end of the spectrum, our user review is user Stacy L and gives it five out of five stars. And Stacy says, this is one of my favorite movies. It may not be Academy Award worthy, but it's funny and a time filler. And Kurt Russell wearing red grapes smugglers is a win for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, most of that's not wrong. I well, I I, mean, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. We'll, we'll, uh, the yeah. favorite movie is obviously subjective to Stacy, so that's probably not wrong. Uh -huh. It definitely is not Academy Award worthy. That's not wrong. Correct. Yeah. It's funny is maybe the one that's up for debate, and Correct. the time filler is definitely accurate. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Now let's get to the important one. Let's visit the Oracle and talk about what listener Claire's mom said about this movie. She keeps it simple for this one. Dumb, funny, and oddly watchable. <laughs> I love that so much. Straight to the point, Claire's mom. That review from Claire's mom has about the same level, like the same substance as this movie does, yeah. I think. <laughs> Maybe more, potentially. I think more because it's incisive. So. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. Had yeah. you seen this movie before watching it now? I had seen a bit of this movie. Okay. I don't know why I'd seen it in partial. I don't remember. But I'd seen um, some, like, the section when they're in Carnival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toward the, yeah. Okay, towards the end, yeah. But that's it. But that's all I'd seen of this movie previously. So I have no recollection of how I saw that scene of losing his eye in Carnival and them losing their kids and nothing else. Right. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah. Not being charged with subversion. All not that good being stuff. being charged with the subversion. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. So I'd love to hear from you on this one. What did you think of Captain Ron? Did Captain Ron work for you? I mean... Not really. Okay, so let's. This is a kind of comedy that feels so 80s to me. And I know this movie was technically in the 90s, but this is like an 80s movie, right? It, I, my first note was if you asked me for a decade when this was made, based off just the intro and the music, I would have said 1986. Like, and I would have been 100% <laughs> yeah. sure I was right, you know? Mm hmm. I mean, the costuming is all very 80s. Yeah. I will say this is early 90s, and I do feel like you get like the tail end. It takes you about mid a decade to actually get into the style of that decade. Yeah. But this whole thing felt 80s to me. The sense of humor, the costumes, the music for sure. Yeah. We totally got the equivalent of the jangly banjo from Overboard, only it was like Calypso and Mambo, but like it kept, it was the same thing. Yeah, it kept it was coming the back. the same music and it kept coming back in. Um, 
so well there's parts of this movie that i actually found surprisingly charming and there's it the pacing is so weird it is like this meandering directionless i mean and that's i guess what's happening to them in the movie <laughs> but yeah. it, it feels so unmotivated like uh and i don't mean uh, unmotivated like they give a perfectly good reason for why they're doing this but just like the pacing of the movie feels unmotivated there's no there's like weird lulls i kept reaching for my phone during this movie and i don't <laughs> normally have that problem <laughs> yeah 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 um so the the character development is nothing these are all stock characters from the 80s i mean captain ron is a little bit but he's still the like weirdo of from, course you know there's stuff specific to it being like a tropical captain you know sea bum guy yeah. but like the dad the mom the daughter the son are all incredibly stock 80s characters um i will say i feel like the actor brings more to the mom than is on the page with the mom yeah <laughs> um so i feel like she really fills it out but the daughter and the son in i mean then they're you know kids and teenagers so you know especially the son what are you gonna do but like, the so, like i the whole movie i was like i i fucking know this kid right the the son mm -hmm. i was like I have wa I I know him from something, and then I was like, it had to have also been in the '90s. And I looked it up after the fact, and he was the son in the show The Nanny. I don't know if you ever watched that show with Fran Drescher. Oh yeah, I have seen some of The Nanny. That's yes. him. But if you yes, you, you have to you. you have to slick his hair. I think I think part it right, mm -hmm. and take and take the glasses off. But I was like, oh my god, it's him! <laughs> like yes, that's what he's from. Yeah, I will say what this movie felt like to me is, um, you know, when they make a movie off of an SNL sketch. <laughs> oh yes, I'm, I'm, I've seen them and all. I, mean, I think probably. right, but like sometimes you get Wayne's World, yeah, right, and sometimes you get this weird, slightly disconnected string of jokes because Nugget, you're trying Nugget to take Roxbury. a sketch <laughs> and extend it, yeah, extend it to a full length movie. So while I thought some of it was kind of funny and cute, I thought it was all very stereotype driven and all of the jokes you could see coming from a million miles away. Yes. Right? Uh, like the gorillas, obviously. Oh my we God. We know what's happening that was... with that. Yeah. Like, oh, Go, gorilla. <laughs> There's also just some weird stuff coming out of left field that I felt like was referencing something that I don't think it actually was, but it was just stuff like the Cuban pirate's boat is named Meatballs. <laughs> I did notice that. I did notice that. It was so distracting, right? Like, I, it shouldn't have been. It could have been named almost anything and I wouldn't have noticed it. But the fact that it was named Meatballs. And they made sure that we could my focus. see. Yeah. You saw it, right? Yeah, they made sure that you were like, do you see what it's called? Like one of those, yeah. So, yeah. So, say that, like, this movie isn't entirely without charm, but. I got bored multiple times during it, which for like a goofy slapstick comedy is like the last thing that should be happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> so my notes about this are, are really, I, I read my, I, I wrote, the, I write the notes. What I do now is I used to like pause the movie and then like write a bunch of notes and think about them. But now what I do is I write my notes while the movie's happening. Is happening. So what ends up so what does end up happening to my notes is I start to contradict myself. But I think 
that that's okay for this movie. So I'm just going to go <laughs> down the list of my notes, kind of just like freeform, and, and then okay. and we could chat about them. I don't know. I don't know what else you need in a movie. All right. You have a, the exploration of a midlife crisis. <laughs> You've got ridiculously underage drinking. There is strip mm -hmm. monopoly, PG-13 mm -hmm. boobs, and Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. I was like, about halfway through the movie, I was like, I, 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 I mean, this it's is... got all the things. It's a fever dream of a movie that, <laughs> that is... Of one that is PG-13 and all of this is happening in this film, mm -hmm. truly. But... Yep. Whatever you want to describe Kurt Russell as doing in this movie is yeah. the reason to watch this movie. Yes. I just my, my what I came up with is Manic Pixie Merman. I don't know if that's right, <laughs> but I think that's what I'm going to go with because I mean, it's not quite Manic Pixie because Manic Pixie is all about making somebody else's life better with your whimsy. This is more like puckish agent of you know chaos oh I, i'm i'm game for that yes so let's go with that uh, here's but this movie only works for me because of kurt russell like mm -hmm. i i really like this is the the way i describe this is like it's the rare comedy that isn't funny right like if you look at the genre <laughs> yeah. of this movie it's comedy but it is not a funny movie like i didn't laugh well i, I maybe laughed one time like when they thought he was dead because he flipped mm -hmm. the patch over to the other eye. I yeah. laughed at that for a very personal uh, <laughs> personal reason in that my grandfather had a glass eye as well. And he used to do that shit to us. And it was, I mean, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he, he would really fall asleep and your glass eye just stays open because why wouldn't it? It was yeah. So yeah. that was very funny to me for a, like a personal life anecdote. Right. Not necessarily like a wide target audience for that, you know. Yeah. Relatability. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say that, like, for me, Martin Short, I know a lot of people love Martin Short. I, I do not count myself among the people mm -hmm. that are like a big fan of Martin Short because and it's unfortunate he can't win for me either way. If he's doing this role where he's uh, essentially the straight man. Mm -hmm. I don't buy it. But on the other end of that, when he goes to be the wacky guy, I think he hams it up too much. Too big. It's yeah, too, too big. big. And it's it's I, I certainly like appreciate it. It's just not for me. Right. So that's Mar that's Marty Short for me. Like, I don't I think he's fine in this movie for the most part, other than like. We are supposed to dislike his character because, you know, like for being jealous of yeah, this guy who's this is where. You know, I do agree with you. Like Captain Ron works because it's Kurt Russell. Yeah. Otherwise, you need somebody with that kind of charisma or this character is so annoying. Right. And the, everybody falling in love with him except the dad doesn't work if it isn't somebody as charismatic as Kurt, Kurt Russell. I think you need somebody like that in the opposite direction for the dad, because mm -hmm. the dad is so inherently unlikable. Yeah. That unless he's also like got his own charisma, but in the like nerdish uptight way, then like there's no reason to like him and you don't root for him because he's the one with the arc in this movie. Right. Yeah. Like he's the one who and it's very it's not handled very well. And it's rushed right at the end where Ron just lets him fight some pirates to like win his the respect of his family back. But I mean, think about somebody like Rick Moranis instead of Martin Short. 
I would have loved that. And and this right? was like his time. So this was like better. This was like the the age of Rick Moranis. He, they probably yeah. couldn't get him because he was like doing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's like a perfect pull in terms of like who we're talking about in terms of like stature and the ability to yeah. like flip on a dime of of one way to the other i yeah i would have right and I, this yeah. character exactly is written but where you're you care about him like you're he's endearing even though he's also annoying you know yeah the the thing i thought about and it's it's also a time of year thing because we're we're coming up to christmas which is great but like it always reminds me it's like if you want like the genuinely funny version of this movie like the one that this is clearly trying to take a bite out of like this is the disney bite off of it's national lampoon's vacation like that's yeah. the one you want yeah the same exact family dynamic <laughs> but essentially like the dad is both captain ron and <laughs> and the dad at the same time he's yeah, yeah he's like bipolar or you know that but that is here that dynamic but again it's not it's not funny like i i, I didn't no laugh for me in this movie yeah it did not happen once yeah and i found myself smiling a lot and it's it is again it's a hundred percent because of kurt and this vocal affect that he is putting out there he's like <laughs> it's like if you took snake pliskin and you just made him like a beach bum like that is what we're talking about here it's it works so well (laughs) but again it's not a good movie it's not a funny movie i i can't stress that enough the only place i even got close to laughing was with the like when they get lost and end up on that one island and the beautiful woman in the water and marty thinks that she's waving to him and ron comes up and they do the I don't think she's waving to you. And she's like, no, she's waving to me. Like, I know her, dude, whatever. That moment was the closest I got to laughing the whole movie. And I didn't even laugh at it. It's not that funny. But something about the way he played it. Yeah. Again, to your point of the only thing selling this movie is Kurt Russell. Exactly. But, but the, even that, that is from National Lampoon's Vacation, the girl in the car. That mm-hmm. happens to him in every movie where a beautiful supermodel is, wait, you know, like, <laughs> he's either fantasizing about it or it's really happening. And I'm like, okay, great. They grab that and it's fine. I mean, that's been in a hundred things, but you know, I'm like, oh, that's also from vacation. I, I, this movie is so like, I just skip ahead. Like on one side of this, if you were to ask me, where do you fall with the critics or the audiences with this one? <laughs> I'm closer to the critics. But at the end of this episode, spoiler alert, I'm going to recommend that you watch this movie. I can't explain it. I like it's so it's so baffling to me. The, I just think there are so many. If you look, if you're in the mood for like an 80s comedy, that there are so many movies that do this better. I mean, and you don't necessarily have Kurt Russell's performance, which is like the main reason to watch it. But yeah, know. there it's just like I. I I, if I just want to watch a movie about Captain Ron, right? Really? Like, I don't want all these other people involved. I just. I mean, one of my fav- 
favorite segments is at the end when he shows up, like somehow managed to get full Miami Vice in like the <laughs> 10 minutes he's been separated from the family. Yes. And then he's doing the like exact same thing again, but with a couple in a motorboat. Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening there, but it's one of the best parts of the movie. And he's just, yeah. Let me ask also, just because you brought that scene up, it looked like he was speeding to his death and he was mm-hmm. going to bring these two people. They are headed right for like an, a, like an oil tanker or something. And I was like, yeah. that's uh, how this movie's going to end? I'm pretty sure it's a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. But even that, that recurring joke, I had to look up because, okay, so they keep mentioning the naval ship, right? And yeah. I was like... I, the name didn't mean anything to me. And I was like, is this some famous... Because the dad's face, Marty's face gets all like... <gasps> and it's when he really starts to doubt Ron. Yeah. Like, that's really the moment when he starts to doubt Ron. And I was like, is this a famous naval disaster or something? Because that's what I thought it had to be, right? Yeah. No, it was just a notoriously big carrier. It was one of the biggest naval airships that, like, you know, that had ever been made. So the joke is just that I learned that on the Sarah, they'll get out of your way is because it's a big ship. Yeah. The so ju- now yeah. he's in a little ship where not everybody's going to get out of his way because he's still acting. <laughs> That's the joke. That's it. But it's such a deep pull that you need to like yeah. know about like your early 1900s battleships or whatever. I don't. I mean, I guess World War Two or one or maybe both. I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, but I was like, I, I really thought it had to be some, like, you know, naval disaster or something, like, but no, it's just a really big boat. Right. And I guess, you know, that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's a fine joke, Tom Eberhard, I guess. I guess he does it twice. Like, uh, it's not a twice good joke. <laughs> I mean, at least do it three times if it's going to be that bad of a joke. That's right. You got to follow the rules of comedy, Tom. What the the I think maybe towards the towards the back half of this movie, there was some I was I was smiling for some when he's doing the mambo with the or maybe it's the merengue. I don't know with the wife like they get Mm -hmm. they go to the wrong island. It's the, the one with the gorillas, right? Right, and the snack bar that's on this island with gorillas for and, no reason. That's just he's, like in an old plate. Yes, that is the mambo. Yeah. It's the merengue that the daughter is doing later. Right, okay, yeah. The I've tattoo got the, artist. Yeah. Yeah. The, that whole scene was so, I was like, it filled me with such joy, because, mainly because of his outfit. It was like these pinkish yeah. purple pants and a kind of a matching hat and like, something that was covering his top but it i wouldn't categorize it as like a shirt per se like yeah it was like one of those that i don't know the name for the shirt but kind of like the brazilian like ruffled sleeve shirts that tie under the like rib cage yeah uh, but yeah that scene actually is the entirety of my answer to the big question oh that's exciting oh <laughs> wait a minute you don't and you get to hear it the new one. Oh, the new cut. I haven't heard the new cut. Because I had to save it for Whitney, so she heard right? it for the last time last, last night. Yeah. And and afterwards, I'll tell you what I told her, and I'll just have to put this in our host chat afterwards, but the question is... Is he hot in this one? When you picture <laughs> Kurt Russell, probably going to be 80% yeses. 
He is hot in this one. 100%. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> the hair is a really big part of it. And I keep expecting that to turn me off. And it isn't. The butt. Very good. In a binary, <laughs> yes or no, is he hot? The answer is yes. I would not loophole Kurt Russell. <laughs> this is the hottest that Kurt Russell has been to date, in my humble opinion. So you went for a preview of a Fifty Shades movie yeah. vibes with this cut. Yeah. So let me tell you. I like it. Uh, I can't, I don't have the, uh, I went through all of our projects and I just picked out every unique thing that Whitney said about uh, Kurt Russell. I think this is our 30th episode of this mm -hmm. show. and So I only had 28 at the time to pull from. And I was able to get, I think it was low, high, high 40s or low 50s clips of her saying different things about Kurt Russell, right? <laughs> and the thought is twofold. One, I was able to make multiple songs. So I'm just going to cycle them. Uh, it will nice. just, it'll just be a different one every time now. <laughs> and we have a listener, when I had brought up that I was going to make a new one, a listener wrote in. And she said that she is an audio engineer or something along those lines. And she said she'd love to try to make one. So I sent her a bunch of clips and I was like, look, no pressure. If you get to it, you get to it. If not, that's also fine. Please enjoy these clips of Whitney thirsting over Kurt Russell. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot. We're going to have a lot to work with. That's thrilling. I'm very much looking forward to that. All that is to say, <laughs> Lindsay, is he hot in this one? Only in that scene when he's dancing the mambo with the mom. <laughs> because of his clothes? No, because of the way he's moving in that scene. His vi his whole vibe in that scene. His whole vibe. I mean, the clothes don't uh, really plus or negative it for me. I actually kind of like that it's like a weird ensemble that, you know, doesn't not suit him, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's just the way he moves in that scene. It's the only time in this movie I thought he was hot. That works. That works. <clears throat> Um, what about you? Is he hot in this one? Let me say a thing. So if you haven't watched Captain Ron, I really need you to know this. We've seen Kurt Russell's bare ass in Tango and Cash, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. And yet somehow, I believe he's more exposed in this film throughout. He wears almost next to nothing a lot of the time in this movie. And I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually surprised that that was the only scene where I was like, oh, he's hot. Because he's fairly scantily clad throughout this movie. Yeah. But he's also got a very schlubby vibe. Like, the character has a very schlubby vibe that, like, I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me until that Mambo scene. Yeah. The issue about that is he does, ha he, he does give off a vibe, but the the shape that he is in almost entirely undermines the vibe <laughs> like i was like because I, no no lazy person looks like that is no that he's basically perfect <laughs> in this movie i think yeah uh all that is to say i i i'm i i think i'm still gonna put tango and cash at the top of my list but this is like bang on second for me except when he was miami vice i did not care for that look but for yeah, the most for funny, the most part but it was not sexy yeah yeah uh but for the most part the rest of this movie i was like oh my god 
oh my god kurt god damn it and and that's yeah <laughs> he just shows up it's no a... shirt no pants he dives in the water with that woman it's fine yeah it's all good so yeah, yeah number two hotness for me is still escape from new york yeah and again very i mean if you if we're if we're going off of the the uh his build i think they're probably pretty similar like yeah he's a very spelt is... in in this he's not like yes huge you know which is a bit more my jam i think he got a little too big in um you know like tango and cash it's right a little too too meaty for me yeah he... <laughs> you know when you i think the issue is like when you are gonna be naked next to sylvester stallone you you don't want to look puny right exactly <laughs> there's like a little bit of a oh god damn it okay uh and you put a little you know hit the gym for a couple extra yeah. hours or whatever uh but that's great yeah and there isn't like a hard and fast rule i don't think with that i think it is different depending on your body type like because some people can carry more muscle with it just looking natural with their build and when he gets that big i think it starts to make him look a little like over you know <laughs> a little too swole but yeah, I mean, it's just like when your neck starts to get thick and stuff, that's not, like, attractive to me. Well, they're coming up on Soldier pretty soon. I th yeah? Maybe Stargate he was also a little bit? I can't remember. Stargate? I don't know. I think he's pretty He's regular -ish. He doesn't have his flowing locks, obviously, because he's in yeah. the, you know. Get but I real. think his build is closer to this than Tango and Cash. All right. So We'll have to keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye on the neck to make sure it's yeah. within <laughs> proper proportions to the rest of his face. <laughs> to the rest of his face, yeah. That's <laughs> okay. all I'm saying. Just keep it in proportion to your head. All right. I think it's time. I think it's time. I did awful at this last time. I got zero <laughs> points. Whitney swept. So I'm excited to see if I can maybe bounce back this time. Same theme song. I did, I did keep feeling distracted in this movie, and then I kept going, no, you have to pay attention or the void is going to win. Right. I'm sure we may have stepped on at least one of the questions. I feel like I feel like Meatballs was a meatballs layup. I think could have come up. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we'll see. So... Without I'll further apologize ado. to Charles if that's the case. <laughs> Here we go. Figure it out, asshole. We're gonna find out who's who. I mean, I'd peg us at a D minus for this kind of thing. Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. Think you can win on talent alone? You don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Ask about horses again, I'll slap you red. <laughs> hey, that was fun. Hey, figure it out, asshole, is our very own quiz show where the host will ask each of us three questions. If one of us gets the answer wrong, the other one has a chance to steal, assuming they remember the remaining answer, <laughs> which uh, based on last night was, yeah. uh, I think we had a string of like two characters and seven digits maybe it was a lot i was like i'm done i'm my, my goose is cooked so without further ado let me introduce our master of ceremonies coming to you live from the void it's charles nolan hello everybody charles, hello, charles. how are you i'm great Lindsay. how are you i'm good thanks how's the void it's dark <laughs> <laughs> and spacious Checks out, checks out. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to have. I don't. I don't need to win, but 
but I'd love to get on the board for this one. Getting on the board would be a step up. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's where I am. I'm, I'm feeling hopeful, you know? I believe in you. Well, thank you. I, that helps. That helps. Yeah. Are we ready to get into it? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's start it off with Lindsay. How many cars are on the train in the opening <laughs> shot of the movie? Oh my god. Was it three, four, five, or six? Five. That is incorrect. <sighs> Steel. Andrew. Four. That is correct. <gasps> I did it! You got a point. I'm retiring from the game now. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and uh, the remainder of the questions will be posed to Lindsay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Moving on to Lindsay. No, I'm kidding, Andrew. <laughs> okay. When the couple is in the attic of their house, how many trophies are visible on the chimney wall behind them? Oh, my God. Is it four, five, six, or seven? I'm feeling spicy. I'm going to go with the same answer. Four. That is incorrect. Damn it. Steel. Lindsay. Six. That is correct. Nice. All right. All right. Very well done. Moving on. Trading to each Lin other's questions. Just trading the questions back and forth. <laughs> Moving on to Lindsay. Andrew, get ready to steal. <laughs> Where does Ron say he won his glass eye? Was it in a Pygow game, a poker game, a craps game, or a Kino game? Uh, poker game? That is incorrect. Uh, steel. Andrew. I don't know. I don't know why you think I remember this, uh, but I don't. <laughs> Steel, so that implies that you have an answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pie Gal, I think. That is incorrect. No! Kino? It was a craps game. Damn it, I didn't get any oh. of that. All right. I don't remember that. All right. My guess I've is that it was to conjure a comedy feeling of a glass eye rolling across the table <laughs> along with uh -huh. the dice. Uh -huh. <laughs> the comedy gold that this movie is made of. <laughs> Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> uh, I do. They have sarcasm in the void, Charles. Oh, they do. I I thought so from your previous uses of it, but yeah. All right. All right. Back up to Andrew. All right. Which of these actors was not considered for the part of Martin? Chevy Chase, Billy Crystal, Richard Dreyfuss, or Dan Aykroyd? I'm going to go with not considered. I'm going to say Dan Aykroyd for this one. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, he's just a little too Dreyfus off. This was considered for this movie? Yes, he was. That would have been so weird. Yeah, but maybe not bad. Different maybe not sure. bad. Very different. Chevy Chase would have been the obvious choice, but insufferable. Of course. It was written for Chevy Chase. I that did not surprise me. Yeah, see, vacation movie. Yes. That's what they were trying to do. All right. We're on to something. 
Moving on, back up to Lindsay. What kind of beer does Captain Ron drink? Oh my. Mostly seen during the Monopoly game. <laughs> Is it Martinique Gold Beer, Martinique Pale Ale, Martinique Lager, or Martinique Stout? Jesus Christ. Martinique Gold? That is correct. Nice. Thank you. He also yeah, feeds to... he also feeds a bunch of that to a child. Yes, like a very young child. Yeah, like feeds is such an interesting word choice there. You said feeds. I want to make sure that I understood that correctly. Did yeah. you say feeds? Yeah. Yeah. I it just it, it felt more appropriate just the, like I don't know, just the amount of alcohol the child was consuming. It is way too much, Felt, as is yeah. any amount of alcohol for a child. I, yeah, I just, I, we've seen kids have beers in movies before, but I've never seen a kid that young have that, that young? much beer. And a surprising lack of, let's have a joke scene about a kid being drunk. That, right. That kid is like 75 pounds and he never shows any sign that he's just had three beers. <laughs> He's done this before. Moving on to Andrew. I'm not whining, I'm... Oh. Moaning, complaining, bitching, or griping. I think this is complaining. That is correct. Yes. I was so ready to steal that. <laughs> You're primed. Primed to steal. Moving on to Lindsay. Ben is interrupted tying a knot to go rescue the anchor rope. What kind of knot was he tying? Oh, man. Oh, great. It's a lie that I get not. Okay, go ahead. Was it a clove hitch, a halyard, a soft shackle, or a bowlin? Bowlin. That is correct. Holy shit. Well done. <laughs> That's some top tier knot guessing. Thank you. <laughs> or it could be top tier, not knowledge. <laughs> yeah. It was it was half and half. Okay? All right. All right. Because he was doing it on a clamp, and I know that's one of the knots you do on a clamp, but uh, it was so it was half and half. All right. That's good. Yeah, I had Very no nice. idea. I, I, those are the other options. I, I mean, actually, all of those options could have been made up, and I would have been like, yeah, they're all real good knots, but I'm going to have to go with... <laughs> The Hal, Hal, Halbert. Nope, that wasn't even right. Whatever the Hal, Hal one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Those are all ship-required knots. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. But moving on to the last question of regulation, figure it out. <sighs> to Andrew. Benjamin is tired of being a thimble. What piece is Caroline? <sighs> is she the terrier, the top hat, the iron, or the battleship? Oh, the top hat? That is correct. Yes! I knew Ron was the battleship. <laughs> that was funny. That was like, no, not, let me rephrase. Not funny, just expected. <laughs> like a lot of this movie. <laughs> that should be the tagline of this movie. Not, <laughs> no, funny, not funny, just expected. <laughs> Well done. Get it on the box. Yep. 
Moving on to our bonus round of Figured Out Asshole. In the bonus round, questions are not posed to one particular player. Instead, players buzz in when they think they know the answer. If a player buzzes in while I'm still reading choices, no more choices will be read, <sighs> regardless of if that player is right or wrong. Let's hear what those buzzer sounds sound like, starting with Lindsay. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. And Andrew. Bzz. Thank you. Bonus round question number one of two. Which of these costumes do we not see in the carnival party? Oh. A giant red angry head, a black and green dragon, a sparkler head frog, or a bull with three horns? Ding, ding, ding. Lindsay. A dragon? That is incorrect. Andrew. A bull with three horns. That is correct. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure. I remember a giant, a red angry head, and that's about it. It looked I, like I Danny Trejo. <laughs> I remembered the head, and I remembered the frog. So that's for me, it was fun. either the dragon or the bull. But oh, very nice. Moving on to the final question. Which part of the boat is Martin hanging on when they escape from the pirates? Is it the mizzen mast, the jib sheet, the main sheet, or the mizzen boom? Ding, ding, ding. Lindsay. It's the mizzen boom. It is not. <gasps> uh, uh, Andrew. The mizzen mast. It is not. <laughs> Shit. It was the main sheet. Damn it. I don't know anything about sailboats. <laughs> yeah. Catherine says, get your father off of the main sheet. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mizzen boom would have been further up on the boat. Hmm. That brings us to the end of Figured Out Asshole. Our score is two to three to five. <gasps> Andrew, congratulations on oh your victory. You were meant to be here tonight. Oh man. We started at the bottom. <laughs> now, I'm, now, <laughs> now I'm here. Very, very well done. What a it's a real Cinderella story. It's the Andrew Redemption Tour <laughs> 2022. <laughs> oh, that was good. You know, I set the expectations low, and then, uh, you know, anything over that is a win. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the Looks old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> now we move on to Figured Out Audience, where I ask our audience questions, and they can guess the answers. If they're right, they get called out in a future episode of Figured Out Audience. The questions for today's episode are... What is the brand of oil that they use in the engine? And how many cars with burnt out or busted out left headlights do we see in this movie? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you, it's more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can think of two right now, so. Okay. So feel free to send me a tweet 
at the Nolan T H E N O W L I N or shoot me a message in our Discord with your guesses, and if you're right, you'll get called out in a future episode. All right. You can open for Andrew on his victory tour. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I take the wins when I get them. I don't know why it's on movies like Captain Ron, per se. Not that I paid any more attention to this one than anything else. Maybe maybe that's the same. Maybe certain parts of your brain are unoccupied by this movie and are free to absorb trivia information yeah there is no like righteous indignation for this one it's kind of more just like i let it wash over me and i <laughs> passively absorb stuff like a wave on the beach <laughs> <laughs> it's a very apt metaphor charles did you like this movie i can't say that i did andrew <laughs> did you hate this movie i can't say that i did andrew exactly that's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed a film that is extant. Uh, <laughs> may I share a piece of trivia that would not have made for a good question, but is a great piece of trivia about this movie? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The wardrobe was supplied by Kurt Russell himself for Kurt Russell's character. Oh, my God. Really? Those were all his own clothes. Oh, that's, that's a very hippie, casual, parrothead wardrobe for somebody who has been described as politically to the left of Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> has he been described like or that? politically to the right, I'm sorry, of Genghis okay. Khan. John right. Carpenter described him as that. Wow, okay. John wow. Carpenter said, yeah, I really like Kurt Russell, despite the fact that he's politically to the right of Genghis Khan. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes on bikes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that was good. That's good to know. Kurt, he contains multitudes, this guy. Yeah. At least from a wardrobe point of view. <laughs> you know what else contains multitudes? Person. What's that, Charles? My void. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. I still don't really know. It contains multitudes and nothing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Not unlike this film, a paradox. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you again, uh, as always, for the hard work you put into this. I, I we very much appreciate it every single time. Can't be easy. Thank you for having me. This was a blast, as always. All right, I bid you a good void, and a good void to the both of you. <laughs> thank Farewell, you, Charles. Farewell. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. OMG. Yep. The uh, It's really making me rethink things that he provided his own wardrobe for this. Just <laughs> not about the movie, just about the world. Right. Who'd have thought, you know? Who'd have yeah. thought? He Yeah, I don't get it. Even that Mambo seat outfit? That's... Right. Even that one? <laughs> that's just in his wardrobe? He has that hat. Apparently, he has that hat. No, I'm very glad that, that Charles did share that fact before departing back to the void. I think everyone's going to appreciate that one. Truly, yeah. truly all of the listeners are, are all in on that. The, the plot synopsis for this one is really long. 
I was going to say, this movie, the plot synopsis either has to be like two sentences or really long. Because if it's going to hit every meandering beat of this movie. <laughs> right. If it's just like they get a boat, shenanigans happen. They keep the boat. Yeah. I mean, and not to not to keep bringing it back to to Keanu Reeves, but that is I don't know if you I don't know. That was pretty early days on Cool Breeze. So it was it was Whitney Ev and I. But Yeah, the, I was a listener then, but I did not watch all of the early era movies. Yeah, so. the night before was essentially this. Like Keanu's Lori Lachlan played his girlfriend. She gets mm-hmm. kidnapped. His car gets stolen, I think. And then it is a night of trying to remember what happened. It's like a little bit of the hangover. And also trying to this, rescue his this girlfriend. Sounds very much like if you took proto John Wick and Dude, where's my car? And yeah. put them together. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will find you. You know, like that. Yes, exactly <laughs> correct. Yes. Uh, so let's dive into the major plot points of Captain Ron. Not that there are that many. We're just going to go through a bunch of things that happen to happen in this movie. And they mm-hmm. just had a camera pointing in that direction. Here we go. <laughs> Martin Harvey is a middle-aged office worker who lives in Chicago with his wife, Catherine, 16-year-old daughter, Carolyn, and 11-year-old son, Ben. When he learns his recently deceased uncle has bequeathed him a 60-foot yacht once owned by Clark Gable, he decides to take his family to the island of St. Palm de Terre, which is St. Potato, to retrieve it. Which, can I just say... Partially because, and we managed to go through talking about this whole movie and not mention that their 16-year-old daughter gets engaged to a like a punk rocker. Yeah. Kind of. It's and that that is that is actually what prompts the decision for the family to leave for uh, like a, leave their life for like a month or uh-huh. more, maybe. I can't remember the exact time period, but yes. Forty something days. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's like forty two days. <laughs> not an easy period of time to just yeah, leave just your life for pick up and go you know uh, we also didn't talk about how the fact at the end of the movie they just decide to abandon their whole life and like with no plan they really that. do they're like we could sell the boat or we could just not we could just <laughs> live on the boat on the sea Okay. <laughs> what are we going to do for money or our house or our jobs or our child's continued education? We don't care. Yeah. It, it, we got by so far. You know, I, I think that <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's not a great plan. Not a great plan. Uh, so they go to the island of St. Potato and they're mm-hmm. going to retrieve the boat so he could sell it. Catherine resists the idea, uh, but agrees after Carolyn announces she just became engaged. And I believe they also say that the he he had it appraised and the boat might be worth like a quarter of a million dollars or something yeah. like that. So Which, I got to say, that's another thing that I really do think the guy's just going to scrap it at the end. Yeah, if that was really Clark Gable's boat. And she found that like carving of him and Carol Lombard and stuff. You could get I don't care what state the boat is in. Yeah, you could get way more money than that. For of course. It. Yeah. Well, especially at the end when they had a, they cleaned it all up. I was like, I. It had been years since I saw this movie, but I was like, I th- I thought the boat was in way better shape. And it turns out my memory didn't deceive me. They j- it's the like end. little elbow yeah. grease, I guess. <laughs> like It was a legitimate piece of shit when you pull up on it, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. 
When the Harveys arrive at the island, they discover that the yacht, Wanderer, is in terrible condition. Upon hearing this, the yacht broker cancels his plan to send an experienced captain to help sail it to Miami and instead hires a local sailor, Captain Ron Rico, a one-eyed man with a very laid-back attitude and Navy veteran who claims to have piloted USS Saratoga. He launches immediately when he sees the car he arrived in roll off the dock and sink. Its owner arrives at the dock and shoots at him. Pretty standard fare, I guess. I don't really understand. (laughs) That was the second joke about a car rolling away also Mm -hmm. in about 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. Like Martin Short pulls into his driveway and the car starts rolling backwards as he's getting out. I'm like, that's not funny. What the (laughs) fuck? Yeah, I don't understand it either. They were very into that. They seemed to think it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like that whole extended bit about a woman sneezing into his coffee. I don't understand what they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Captain Ron takes Ben's money. Oh, wow. They're just getting into this. Okay. Captain Ron takes Ben's money in a game of Monopoly, giving him beer to drink <laughs> and charging him for it later, but shows loyalty to Martin, who he refers to as boss. Martin, who doesn't like him, calls him moron in his diary and believes that he doesn't know what he's doing. The Harveys decide to stop off in the Caribbean, but learn that Captain Ron doesn't know how to navigate. While on a random island, Martin decides to go on a nature hike, but runs into gorillas led by General Armando. Captain Ron bargains for Martin's freedom by giving them a lift to the next island and receiving some firearms in return to fight off pirates. This angers Martin as he declares there will be no firearms on his yacht and tosses them overboard before realizing without them, he is going to have to give the gorillas a lift. Again, not very funny. Not nothing, nothing particularly humorous about this. And yet. And those beats where you knew you were supposed to like when he couldn't not take the gorillas because he'd thrown their guns overboard and like all of those beats that so desperately wanted to be funny and were not remotely Funny. Yeah. The you know what it is, I think sometimes is particularly absent in this movie is like the score is supposed to kind of guide us to where we want where the where the director wants us to be. And the score never did that for me ever. No. So like you felt like you were missing a laugh track and a laugh track is not like a common thing to a movie, but it felt like there was a void of it there. Like you yes. were watching a sitcom that yeah. they had forgotten to put the laugh track in. In the yeah, in the absence of a laugh track, which might actually make this movie very funny, actually. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Uh, we should do a re-edit. That's just <laughs> just keep adding laughter. All the times that Martin Short bumps his head on a tree or whatever. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh my God. It's just like friends. Um, Also, the editing didn't help the jokes. Just like you're saying, usually the score sort of helps emphasize the jokes. Yeah. The editing also quite often emphasizes the jokes, and it did not in this movie. That's true. You want to have for, uh, uh, you know, something. I You know, I assume that Martin Short, I've. I feel like I've seen enough Martin Short to know that he's a he's a pretty physical comedian when he wants to mm-hmm. be, right? And so, like, you know, him and, and Chevy Chase, right? They they fall down, they hit their heads, they do all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, but again, you have to assist that. It, it requires, like, faster cutting than what this movie... Yeah. This movie was very... It was 
it was cut at the pace of Captain Ron himself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, like in that scene that you're talking about, if he'd thrown the guns overboard and then the gorillas, and then when you're getting the realization that he can't not take the gorillas because he'd have to give them back the guns, you could have done like an insert of bubbles coming up from the water from the sinking guns <laughs> or something to try and make that <laughs> joke happen. And they didn't. It was just... <laughs> yeah. I mean... It... <laughs> It's neither here nor there. I mean, I have notes. I did. You guys didn't release this movie yet. I got some notes. Maybe we can <laughs> yeah, we clean we can this up. Punch it up for you. Yeah, we just. I just a couple. Just, we'll do a couple pickups. It'll be. Say, it'll be twenty percent better. Twenty percent. Get Charles back here. We'll, the three of us will do punch up. <laughs> then you can release this movie thirty years ago. Oh my gosh. Here, here's the direct. Here's the extended edition on Disney Plus, <laughs> and it's great. Trust us. Uh. They, we got to give the gorillas a lift. So, so we have all these gorillas on the boat now. In the yacht's cabin, Catherine shows Martin the initials of Clark Gable and Carol Lombard marked on the bedpost. They are so excited that they share their feelings and have passionate sex. Period. I mean, she is. He isn't very excited by that at all, but he does obviously enjoy the sex. But yes. Like, she's the one who's very excited by that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you didn't write these. I don't know why. I'm... <laughs> right. We don't know that it's passionate sex because it cuts away. It's PG-13. Who... Uh, he says it's the best sex they've had in a Oh, that's years. right. He does. He's like writing in his journal. I get, Yeah, I remember the voiceover. Okay. And then they both got that like sex drunk thing the next morning that they do in 80 movies, 80s movies a lot. <laughs> yeah. Was, wow. Can't believe that happened. Uh, when they arrive at their next destination at a non-USA San Juan, Martin and Catherine are arrested for smuggling the gorillas. Carol, Caroline and Ben party with the locals and Captain Ron, which ends with Carolyn getting a tattoo, Ben breaking his glasses, and Captain Ron losing his glass eye. Martin and Catherine are released from jail, but forced to leave that night. Martin decides to leave Captain Ron behind, and they encounter pirates who steal the yacht, and they are left stuck floating in a raft. They land in Cuba and discover the, the yacht there. The pirates find them, but with the help of Captain Ron, they are able to escape with the yacht. Captain Ron learns that they underrate Martin, and he decides to play... Uh, I guess they underrate Martin, meaning his family, and he decides to play hurt, forcing Martin to take control of their escape from these pirates. Using the skills that Captain Ron taught them, they are able to get the sails up after the engine breaks from a lack of oil to distance themselves from the pirates. Wow, that's a terrible sentence, but okay. Yeah, it's very labored. The U.S. United States Coast Guard, responding to a distress call from Ron below deck, arrives and stops the pirates, creating safe passage for the family to Miami. They arrive in Miami and part ways with Captain Ron, as they sail to their destination, they decide to turn the yacht around and keep it. In the final scene, Captain Ron appears to have cleaned up his appearance and has quickly taken on a new role as a captain for a wealthy couple and their small motorboat. Notably, he is no longer wearing an eye patch. <laughs> that is Captain mm -hmm. Ron. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> that is a movie that we watched called Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> so, 
Oh, you gave us your answer earlier, Andrew. You, after all of that, you still recommend this movie? I do. Listen, listen. I, I need to stress that this is not a good movie. And yet, <laughs> I am recommending it. I recommend you watch it just to see. I, Kurt Russell in this movie doesn't appear to be doing much. But trust me, he is shouldering the whole film. Yeah. It doesn't work without him at all. It does, it does not, not work. So just for that and to see, yes, that, that, let's just go with that. Just to see him be able to do this is, it's, it's all inspiring. I, I loved it. But also I didn't like it. So, you know, maybe I can't be trusted, but I recommend it regardless. <laughs> what about you, Lindsay? Do you? I don't think you do, but I, I, I mean, don't, I could. Okay. No, I don't. I I honestly would tell somebody to go watch a vacation or Christmas vacation, you know, the stuff here or something before this, because I I feel like it's trying to be so many 80s movies yeah. that are better than it, even though I'm not like a huge fan of a bunch of 80s comedies, mostly because of the omnipresent rape culture in a yes. lot of 80s comedies but uh yeah i think this one is i do think kurt carries it for sure which makes it a good you know movie to talk about on a kurt russell podcast but uh yeah no i would say no you can give this one a skip yeah in in the in the in the true spirit of um in the last episode uh, for unlawful entry i recommended like legitimately like the eight other films to watch instead of unlawful entry. <laughs> and I would a hundred percent agree with you. Like if you want a, if you want the funny version of this, definitely watch the vacation films, whatever one mm -hmm. it's the time of year or we're getting very close to it for Christmas vacation, which is a movie I watch multiple times in December. I absolutely love that movie. Uh, that is the dysfunctional family with a, with a, kind of a an insufferable of these, patriarch and, yeah, a, and all of these 80s archetypes of yeah a hundred percent but still very funny so yes yes okay the more Actual interesting question in that one <laughs> uh i you know i'm so interested to hear what whitney thinks about this movie to be yeah, honest i couldn't if you gun to my head, I couldn't tell you if she just at the highest level, if she liked it or didn't like it. I kind of feel like I talked it up. Maybe I, I said it was whimsical, <laughs> I think. It's not not whimsical, though. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. Just not, yeah. So, I mean, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> but also, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. That's I, I, I have to follow up with her. She did not recommend Backdraft. She recommended Backdraft the Ride more than the movie, <laughs> which is very, very funny. Backdraft uh, the Ride, I mean, it doesn't exist anymore, but it kind of ruled. So. Yeah. So there is that. All right. Where, where are you going to put this on your Kurt Russell movie ranking? Okay. I don't, I'm struggling mightily with whether this goes above or below Overboard. <laughs> Oh no, two nautical movies. Two boat-related Kurt Russell movies. Uh-huh. And I think overboard the highs are higher. Yeah. 
But I am not nearly as offended by this movie as I am by Overboard. Right. This movie so is a big old nothing burger. There's nothing right. to feel about it. Exactly. Right. So it's more inoffensive. <laughs> but in the like, what, what would I rewatch? I think I would rewatch Overboard, even though it gets me really mad. <gasps> it is also funnier. Okay. So I'm going to have to put this between Overboard and Now You See Him, Now You Don't. Incredible. What an upset. What an upset. All right. I'm logging it right now. Okay. Captain Ron enters the fray. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Look at this list. Um, <laughs> Starts off so strong. The thing. Escape from New York. Big trouble in Little China. Yeah. But then, yeah. All right. But then you've got winner people and the one and only genuine original family fan. Right. At the rounding out the list, 100%. <laughs> so for me, yesterday I put my initial position for unlawful entry was underused cars and above the computer board tennis shoes. And your sister very smartly talked me off the ledge and, and I... I put unlawful entry <laughs> after the computer wore tennis shoes. I had, a, I had a little think about it, and I was like, you know what? You're right. I think, no, I know for sure, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to put Captain Ron also after the computer wore tennis shoes, but above unlawful entry. So it's literally, <laughs> it's right there. And again, I'm, we're only really talking about, like, am I revisiting these, these movies Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I would watch Captain Ron again before I watch the Lawful Entry. Entry. Yeah. So it's in the top ten, and and as I predicted, Unlawful Entry has moved to the tenth position, and <laughs> I it it has one more week there, and then it's going down. Yeah. Correct, it, and then it no longer remains in the top ten. Likewise for yeah, Captain no, Ron. If- Yes, but if Tombstone doesn't kick, you know, unlawful entry out of the top ten, then I can't. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Tombstone, but I definitely think it's. You know, I, I, so I again, famously, I have not seen Tombstone. I've watched every you other. Not a Western man. Well, yeah. not even that. I was. I thought I. I had seen, had seen Wyatt Earp, and I thought that that was Tombstone, but it's a Wyatt Earp is a different movie, and yeah. I was like, how. And everyone was like, well, Val Kilmer. And I was like, I don't remember Val Kilmer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I saw the wrong I film. Mean, it's about the same historical event, so I understand how it could happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Armageddon Deep Impact thing. You know, it's one of those situations. Well, it's not even the Armageddon Deep Impact thing, because that's just a weird Oh, yeah, that's just a coincidence. about asteroids a lot at the time, apparently. <laughs> but th- those are two movies based off of the same the exact, actual historical yeah. occurrence. So, so yeah. there we go. Uh, uh, so, uh, not even having seen Tombstone, I know, I feel like I know roughly where it's even going to go on my list. I think if it's yeah. if it's half as good as what people tell me, Ooh, then call the shot. Where do you think it's going? I'm thinking it's probably going to go right at number five. I think maybe it has the potential to kick Escape from New York down. But again, mm. th- that is very that's that's. You know that's that's a treasure up top there. So yeah. we didn't do no, a reckoning. For sure. Un- so pretty hard to touch that top group. I would. I think you're probably right in that. I, it 
again, it's been like eight years since I've seen this movie, so I could change my mind about it rewatching it. But I think you you know, it's not better than Escape from New York, but it's definitely better than Backdraft. So. Yeah. Well, back again, I only put Backdraft there because I was like, fire. You know, like, yeah. I, we, my <laughs> thoughts about Backdraft are, I feel like I was very clear that, again, yeah. that's a. We talked about it. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. It, a lot of people were like, really with the Backdraft? I was like, yeah, really with the Backdraft? I don't, it's not, not good. Anyway, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Very excited. That's next week. We're going to be. Or next episode, whatever we want to... We're recording things so back-to-back that I just... I'm using the wrong terms. Who next knows? episode, yeah. <laughs> Whitney's walking us through Tombstone. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Jamie will be joining us for that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I don't know if it's a bigger episode. I don't know if you wanted this to be on for that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I mean, out. it's not like one of the ones that I've explicitly called dibs on, like Stargate, but, you know, I would be happy to if you want to do a party episode. That's, so. well, I know, well, I know that I think Stargate is after Tombstone, if I'm, or, God, it's got to be super close. I think it's, it's close. Y- That's why I, I pulled that one as, like, my... I think it's you and Eric on, on Stargate. Stargate, yeah. So that's a big, that'll be a big party episode, if nothing else. So that's great. Uh, very excited to get there. Uh, Lots to look forward to. Yeah, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. We did it. We're done. We we still saved people time. That's what I. Uh, that's what we're always. We're coming <laughs> in at like a like an hour fifteen. I think we're gonna land this plane. The movie was an hour forty. It probably could have been fifteen minutes shorter. Truth be told. Yeah. yeah. But hey, yeah. under two hours, oh, wait, wait. I get the prayer hands. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody kept a movie. Under three hours, that's always good. We <laughs> kept it under the runtime, also good. Yeah, we're 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 saving time left and right here. It's great. It's great. Lindsay, if people wanted to find and keep up with you on the internet, you know, where where might they do that? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter for at least the time being. Who knows? <laughs> at Lindsay Cam- at Lindsay Nelson. Yeah. Or Instagram at Lindsay Cameron Nelson. It's basically El Gelato. Mm-hmm. Some pictures of my spooky dinner parties because I just had another spooky dinner party. Nice. Some quality content. So. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. The gelato always, always looks delicious. Always, always on theme. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's actually quite remarkable. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Uh, you can find me many places on the internet at Dark Driving. Um, Twitter. I'm there. I'm I'm playing I'm playing the instrument on the Titanic. I'm playing the violin on the Titanic, <laughs> making fun of the iceberg, all that good stuff. It's great. Yep. Pry it from my cold dead fingers. You can also <laughs> probably follow me on Instagram. I'm just a lurker there now. Don't really post anything. And uh, Twitch.tv/darkdriving, where. Most Fridays, I tend to, I try to stream with friends. We play multiplayer games. We play Fall Guys. We play Knockout City. This week, we're going to play Goat Simulator 3, which should be a lot of fun. It it comes out tomorrow. (laughs) The best part about that is there's no Goat Simulator 2. They just went from 1 to 3. And I I just love, I just love everything about it. I mean, maybe 2 invited some Lovecraftian terrors and had to be destroyed. (laughs) <laughs> right, we're like we we can this can never see the light of day. It has it, to be removed from the fabric of the universe. <laughs> we all forgot about Good Simulator too. It was here at one point, and now it's not. Uh, yeah. So check that out. Uh, that's just a lot of fun. Have a couple beers, Pizza Friday, 
play some video games. Wonderful times. Wonderful times. That does it. We've reached the end. What a day. What a day. I'm going to press this button. It's pretty low. And thank you all for joining us. In the immortal words of Jack Burton, sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. Bye.